What is the extremity of leisure? How much further can we take the notion of lounge as verb beyond an act taking place in lounge as noun? This kind of thinking seeks to transcend any kind of temporal spatiality constraints which might otherwise work to foster deeper divides in blackness. This, of course, is not to disregard the importance of the spatial nor the temporal. In fact, the politics of the spatial is the very impetus for our curatorial gesture. The gesture is as much in conversation with the installation by Room 19 as a factory as it is with the insidious urban planning of the National Party under the apartheid regime. Their spatial practices continue to haunt us long after the supposed democratization of South Africa. Haunting need not be confined to a space. The spectre moves through corrugated iron and picket fence walls alike. It sends chills down the spines of the black body engaged in the Sisyphusian task of suburban assimilation, as well as the black body that exists under the shade of no trees and above the unforgiving, ever-scorching concrete of the townships. Indeed, in some way or another, in every space through which the black body moves, it is always consciously or unconsciously moving through structures built by the spectre. The extent of this haunting calls on us to think with and beyond the walls of the library of things we forgot to remember. The physical lounge in the space allows us to think in and with leisure, but we must take that leisure beyond its own benevolent quality and take it to the dangerous extent of pleasure. Pleasure, unlike leisure, conjures so much energy, which can be a difficult thing to contain and place. Pleasure so quickly allows itself to fall into the sinful joys of ecstasy. This is where we find our theoretical grounding. The black ecstasy, as conceptualized by Al-Abdur Rahman, points to the fine line that ecstasy in its pleasures borders to ecstasy in its unrestrained potential for chaos. It is necessarily the case for blackness, forging some joy in the precariousness of the given circumstances, i.e. the rubble of now, the spectre's presence from then. That is, the path which Room 19 as a factory was going down, but we urge ourselves to take this leisure to pleasure, to sheer ecstasy. The root word for ecstasy is ecstasis, which, as Al-Abdur Rahman discusses, means to be outside of oneself. Of course, we can imagine this to be a joy that becomes so uncontainable but that is not a given. It could just as well mean outside of oneself with something else, something more heavy. It is not a given with blackness. It is as though nothing is a given besides the unending stream of violence that continues to haunt and shift things tangibly. But so much must be taken. Where one can, between scenes of violence, blackness must take for itself moments of joy. Blackness must take in emotionally and mentally the traces of beauty not lost to the violence. As Njabulo and Debele suggest, there must be a rediscovery of the ordinary, with the ordinary in this sense being the deprived right to lounge. And as we continue to employ, blackness must take itself outside of the context of violence, if even for a moment to experience something else, something like pleasure. So somehow, we must concede with our own contradictions. 
and the pensive curatorial journey that begins to think of how we can take leisure to zones beyond and conquer the temporal speciality of any given circumstance, we must land on one decision. To take this space, as was made possible by Room 19 as a factory, and take out time, one single night, to experience leisure pushed to its extreme, and thus taking us out of the context in which the spectre continues to reside, traces of beauty which were not lost to the violence. Amongst the political speeches and testimonies in the vinyls, there is also dance music, or at least there is music that can be danced to. In that moment, we are engaged in what Bonaventure saw Beijing Dikang considers a community-centric curatorial practice, with the focus on process more than any one end result, and thus in line with our highlighting ephemerality, Ndikang advocates for a collective listening process. Ecstasy takes one outside of themselves, at least outside of one's body. But what escapes the body is a soul, a consciousness, a restless mind. To answer the question of where does one go when outside of one's own body, if only for a night, we hope to provide the lounge as a radically welcoming noun of place as home. <laughs>